With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like we finally have a solution. Yeah. With all these podcasts, how does one keep up? What are you not? Glad you asked. Welcome to the week in podcasting. Thank you very much. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. Smith Everett, Val Riley, Jeff Adams. The week in podcasting. The midnight hour is close at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. And whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell. Welcome to the Week in Podcasting special (laughs) Halloween edition. Please tell me you know that what that's from. Yes. Thriller. The beginning of the Michael. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the end, but yeah. But yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Seth Everett. She is Val Riley and he is Jeff Adams. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a Halloween special for you. So I thought we could do a little bit of a different opening. I like, <laughs> I like it. it. Do you know that um, from memory, or are you reading that? Hmm. This is theater of the mind. <laughs> uh, I probably could do it to memory, but I wasn't. <laughs> I, I had it. And the funny thing was, we you made you guys made me restart my computer right before I started, so I had to save the document. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I found this thing. <laughs> You have Michael Jackson lyrics saved on your computer. Michael Jackson lyrics. There's all these lyric sites. I didn't realize there were all these lyric sites. Um, On the Week in Podcasting Halloween edition, we have special treats. We are featuring four Halloween-centric podcasts today. They are Horror Talk, Paralyzed, The Thinking Atheist, and we're doing a fourth, The Sasquatch Chronicles. Mm. I, 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 I am fired up for all of this. I love this. Are you guys Halloween people? Val, are you a Halloween? Do you get into it? Um, I'm a very, like, Americanized Halloween participant. I like the costumes and the candy <laughs> and the parties. But I do not like to be scared. I don't like anything that's, like, spooky. I don't like surprises. I don't like horror movies. Um, so... I'm kind of, you know what I mean? I'm like a five-year-old Halloween. <laughs> what's, your, what's your daughter going to be for Halloween? Um, she is going to be a monkey. 
It's kind of like a monkey princess. She, okay, so, you know, she's almost three. And I know that the princess phase is coming. And, you know, when it comes, I'm fully ready to embrace it. I mean, I was super into that stuff as a little girl. So I know it's coming. But because I know it's coming and I know, like, the force with which it will hit, I'm very much, like, trying to uh, open her eyes to other things first, you know? So she was trying to decide between... Tinkerbell, a mm-hmm. monkey, and Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat costume was so cute. Um, but that one was like me trying to force her. I like bought the Cat in the Hat book, and I was like, look at this book. So cool. Look at that cute costume. It's like big giant hat. She's like, no, thank you. So we kind of settled on monkey, which That's is good. Very no nice. Big. Very nice. Um, but it does have a tutu. My daughters have done all the uh, the princesses. They were Cinderella one year. They well, one of them was uh, Rapunzel. That was a big one. Sophia the First. That's a that, that's a big one. And this year, the two of them they want to go in sync. Um, from the new Disney movie, The Descendants, um, which we have not discussed, princess fans. But um, The Descendants, my big one, my seven-year-old wants to be Mal, who is the daughter of Maleficent, and my little one, the four, she's going to be almost four. She wants to be uh, Evie, who is the evil queen from Snow White's daughter. And they play these two characters, The Descendants, who is a new Disney Channel movie. They sound like fun costumes. Yeah, so they they were fun costumes. One of them's all purple and the other one's all blue. And their theme song is I'm Rotten to the Core. So it's very cute to see my four-year-old going, I'm rotten to the core. So... (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I we we get into it. I like I like taking them trick or treating. Except they don't like to walk. We <laughs> they, they want to like take scooters. They want to take. I'm like no trick or treating is walking. Jeff, what's your Halloween story? I didn't get to really trick or treat when I was a kid because of religious beliefs. But one time I snuck out of the house. I took a cowboy gun, like a hat, and I went trick or treating anyways. We used to have to go to these things called Hallelujah nights at the church because Halloween was bad. But we we celebrate Halloween at our house now. Kids go trick or treating, and everybody's going to be Star Wars themed for Halloween at our house. Nice, Fun. nice. Did you see the trailer? Uh, forget Halloween. Did you see the trailer on Monday Night Football? <laughs> there goes the see, show. <laughs> did you see the trailer? Did you see it online, or did you actually wait during the halftime of the New York Giants Philadelphia Eagles game? Which, by the way, I tweeted this earlier today on the day that we're recording this. It, the ratings had a bump, but the, the more people watched the first half than actually watch the halftime show, according to the ratings. Uh, did you see it on TV, or did you wait for it to go on YouTube, which was, like, instantaneous? Well, I was going to watch it live, but I got a stomach bug. And so I had to wait till the morning time to watch the fantastic trailer, which is amazing, by the way. I mean, it's pretty intense, huh? It's, a, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in it. There's a, Val, did you see the Star Wars trailer? Do you know what Star Wars is? I know what Star Wars is. I I've not seen the trailer. I did get a lot of like text alerts on my phone that the trailer, like from all these different news sources that think that I need a text alert to know that the trailer is available for viewing now. I haven't seen it yet. I will maybe after this. You will. <laughs> so I know what you guys are talking about. All right. Well, you're not going to ruin this for me. I'm telling you this right now. Star Wars is coming out. There will be whole week in podcasting. We'll just be featuring Star Wars shows. Everything will be Star Wars for like three weeks. So I'm just Set. saying to you right now, 
just get on the train. Get on board here. I'm on the train. I mean, I just haven't done the research, but I'm on the train. Have you bought your tickets yet? I didn't. I, I, I'm having trouble with this. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm having trouble with it. Tickets, by the way, for a movie that's going to be coming out in the first week in December, tickets are now available and people are buying tickets. I mm-hmm. do think, I, I'm not going to lie, I think I'm going to try to wait a week and I think I'll see it five days later. Like I don't need to see it the first day. I really? am going to try, but I'm I'm not going to also lie and say that I'm not going to try every connection I have to see some kind of screen. Like I, yeah. I, I never do this. I don't try to, I don't try to get sports tickets. I don't try to use like work in the media. I don't try to take advantage of anything. I never like that. I feel very uncomfortable. I think star Wars, I will get comfortable very quickly. I will try <laughs> anything and it's Disney. So I have buddied up to every ESPN person I know because that's <laughs> Disney. And I'm just saying, hey, you know, ESPN, nice job on the trailer. How's it going? Like, I've been doing all of that. And we'll see. We'll see if I can pull that off. Because I'm hoping to see it, like, five days earlier. And I'll go on a Twitter silence, because that's supposedly the big thing, is you have to sign a document that says you won't tweet anything about the movie. I haven't, I, I, don't, I don't know any of this, but that's what I'm, try and try. And if you think, Val, that I won't tell you the minute I find out I'm going to a screening, I'm going to tell a whole world. Yeah, brag about You're it. You're going to break the Twitter contract right away. No, I won't say what anything that happened in the movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll just say how excited it is. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars. Yes, Star Wars theme for Halloween. That would be just plain fine. But we have many, uh, many uh, podcasts to get to. Uh, by the way, the podcast submissions continue to be fascinating. You can send an email to theweekinpodcasting at gmail.com. Generally, we feature about three shows that audiences might want to check out. I've been impressed with the podcast that we have played so far. And what we have found in the six previous episodes of the show is that shows that we highlight, shows that we feature, have seen increased numbers on their audience. If you want to give your audience, get your your show a boost in its audience, try submitting a clip to The Week in Podcasting. We love showcasing brand new podcasts. You don't have to be doing this for years and years and years. There is no professional, amateur, anything. You can do what you want. Anyone can submit a podcast. We will do everything in our power to work it into the show. I love, Val, the fact that these shows are getting a boost like that. We're so influential. (laughs) We're trending. (laughs) You you just watch, Seth. You're going to get tickets to that Star Wars just just from this podcast. Just from this podcast? Yeah. I I was guest on a podcast, and I have to make fun of Podvader. I'm not sure if Podvader's here, but I have to make fun of Podvader. There's a great show on Blog Talk Radio called sports gal pal it's it's like a, a woman's sports show for women it's a Love like, it. what why should you get into sports kind of thing so they asked me to be on as a guest she does the show from her closet really <laughs> she does the show from her closet she's she's adorable she's a great host uh, ramona is her name and she does a show from her closet i said why do you do a show from your closet like what, what the hell's the matter with you and her response was, well, that's what Pod Vader suggested. I did not put her in a closet. <laughs> I thought the idea in 2015 was to put people out of the closet, not in the closet. 
Nobody, nobody put, what's her name, Monica? Nobody puts Monica in the closet. <laughs> I was hysterical. She's sitting in the closet. Then all I'm thinking while we're doing this podcast, all I'm thinking is, is she picking out her outfit for tomorrow? What I goes on so in distracted. a closet? I would be no. so distracted if I were doing a podcast in my closet. I would be like, yeah, organizing my shoes and seeing what goes with what and like putting together cute outfits. Yeah. Apparently, Ramona lives in such a large house that that's the only place that will minimize the echo. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sports babe well, problems or what's her podcast called? Her sports Gal Pal. It's a great podcast. But, but but I, I, she said, she said, and also this way, my husband can watch TV while I'm recording. I said, get him some headphones and go in your kitchen, for God's sakes. <laughs> Get out of the closet! I couldn't believe, it. but anyway, when when that show's posted, we'll uh, we'll promote it on this show. Hopefully, we'll get a clip of that too for Sports Gal Pal. All right, are we ready for the Halloween talk? Yes, spooky. Let's do it. Horror talk from the Horror File Digital Magazine. J.V. Johnson and Ron Bonk. Those names just sound scary. In the clip, <laughs> J.V. is interviewing a guest. This is an iconic guest. John Schneider. Yeah. Yes, that John Schneider. Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard, and Jonathan Kent from Smallville. Horror Talk is a weekly discussion about news, trends, and personalities in the horror film and pop culture communities. Horror Talk explores new films, indie films, and classic films, as well as the people who made them. The clip introduces John Schneider to the horror community as he gets ready to premiere his new horror comedy, Smothered. John also discusses the controversy regarding the criticism of his television show, The Dukes of Hazard, amidst the rebel flag backlash. Okay, welcome back to the program, Horror Talk on CNY Talk Radio and blogtalkradio.com. I'm JV, along with Ron, and um, it's time to bring in our first guest of the evening, and we're really excited to have John Schneider, of course, Probably best known as his role as Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. That's but recent, only for now. But recent, only for now. <laughs> <laughs> but recently jumping into the horror world with a film he wrote and directed called Smothered. John, welcome to the program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My my uh, my fervent desire is that when people see Smothered, they'll go, Dukes of what? That's the Smothered guy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Before we talk too much about Smothered, which is really what the focus of our discussion is going to be, I do have to ask you, uh, obviously Dukes of Hazard, one of the most successful shows, late 70s, early 80s. How'd you find yourself as a star of that program? Oh, very, very fortunate. It's amazing. Um, that show has been a staple in households since it first aired in January of 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go do an event like uh, like your event, it's amazing to me because I'll see people who are uh, grandparents who were, <laughs> believe it or not, who were kids when they were watching the show. At least they're like 20, right? They're in college watching the show. <laughs> right. Then they had kids, and then their kids watched the show, and then their kids had kids, and now they're all still watching the show. So it's uh, it's uh, it's an amazing honor uh, to be part of something that has that kind of longevity. No, I, I have um, to, I've and got, it still makes people smile. Right, and it does, and it does that for sure. And I've got to get this right out of the way because there's been a lot of craziness, and the Dukes of Hazard's been in the news a lot because of this whole uh, Confederate flag controversy. What are your thoughts on that? It's 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 sad that people are so tremendously uneducated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
they're loud. They're they're uneducated. They they don't have their uh, they don't have their facts straight. But even if they did, they don't they they don't seem to understand the heart of the show. And uh, if if anyone could possibly put that even a, a, an ounce of that onto the Dukes of Hazard, that's it's it's ludicrous. It is ludicrous. And so, I loved I love I think yeah. it was your quote, John. Didn't you say, "Can't we all just watch TV?" <laughs> exactly right. Is that what you? That and was what your about quote. Right? The families of the people. I mean, how how deep did they have to go into the archives to find a picture of this right. this crazed young individual with a with a, a rebel i mean it wasn't like he was holding a general lee or riding a general lee big wheel right 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 um so and one of the pictures he in the picture where he was holding the flag he was also wearing a gold's gym t-shirt so i put it out on the internet i said well does that mean that the gold's gym is now the universal sign for racism i mean come on yeah exactly it is that crazy How great was it to hear John Schneider? Uh, you can find Horror Talk uh, from the Horrorfile Digital Magazine at blogtalkradio.com, The Horror File. Also, you can subscribe on iTunes and go to thehorrorfile.com. I'm going to spell Horrorfile just because it's a unique spelling. www.thehorrorophile.com, The Horror File. Oh my goodness, there's so much there. Value reaction. <laughs> well, I watched The Dukes of Hazard as a kid. My brother really liked that show, so I saw quite a few of them. I think it's like a fun, good-natured program, you know? Um, and I don't know what Smothered show. is. It's he's Smothered is apparently a horror comedy. <laughs> a horror comedy. Yes, I don't know. A horror comedy <laughs> called Smothered. I hate the whole thing with the, the Confederate flag. This show did nothing wrong and it was socially acceptable to have the confederate flag on the general lee at the time to punish this show because of something that was completely acceptable at the time is ridiculous right yeah i mean it's an old show it doesn't mean that we can't adapt and move forward that's an old show like it's already done you know desi arnez smoked on camera during i love lucy you're not punishing that show because there's cigarettes no one should be offended by this. It's a car. It was a, it was a car. No one talked about the car. No one talked about the flag. There was no confederacy in the setting of this show. There was no racism whatsoever in the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, not intentionally, right? I mean, looking back, it's a dated show. But the point is, is that it was fine. Looking at it now, it, it, it does appear dated. But it's an old show. Who cares? And who still watches it? Like, where is it even? <laughs> they pulled it. Well, it, it, it was on TV Land or somebody was, was airing it. It was on Netflix. They pulled it. Um, it, it it's ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I, uh, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 had a, I had a huge issue with that. Look, I, I want to hear the entire interview because I hope that they'll talk about Smallville. Uh, John Schneider did a great job. He played Jonathan Kent, Clark Kent's father on the show Smallville. He did it for like five seasons. He was unbelievable. And there's a whole generation of people that know John Schneider from Smallville that were, you know, too young for the Dukes of Hazard. But uh, no, he said that once you see Smothered, you'll say Dukes of what? <laughs> what <laughs> I feel said. like horror comedies are like the new cool thing that people are doing. Cause like Scream Queens, that's new too. And that's, that's mm -hmm. been very popular. Yeah. Well, it, zombies are very big, you know, with the walking dead. That's and, true. Uh, Vampires. 
right? Vampires are very big right now with Twilight and all those things. I mean, it's very, uh, it's very in vogue to do zombies and ghosts and vampires and all this thing. Speaking of ghosts, I understand Pod Vader has a ghost story. Yeah, it's a special Halloween episode. I figured, you know, a ghost story would be appropriate here. A lot of people okay. wondered if you were a real person. They, they, they was like Snuffleupagus, <laughs> like kind of like Val's husband. I think people know who Pod Vader is, and if they don't, oh, then oh, they do. <laughs> oh, they do. <laughs> this, uh, this story comes from my college days at Emerson College in Boston. Uh, there was one particular evening uh, where quite a few of our floor mates were in the uh, the common area, the common room, and they were playing with a Ouija board. I jumped in and they're they're talking to this ghost. His name was Mickey. And and they're asking him all sorts of questions about the history of the building. Uh, this was in the building known as Charles Gate, which is right on the edge of Kenmore Square. Emerson College no longer owns the building, which is a shame. But uh, it's a very old uh, building. It used to be a hotel. Now it's luxury condominiums, uh, which is pretty funny considering my dorm room was nothing there was nothing luxurious about my dorm room. Anyway, discuss <laughs> Mickey. Discuss Mickey talking to about, you know, eight or ten of us. And my roommate Marty comes in uh, with another one of our uh, floor mates, Amanda. <clears throat> and there's only who knows what those two are doing. But anyway, uh, they ask, so Mickey, do you like Marty? <laughs> and Mickey says, no. And Marty says, yeah, well, F you, Mickey. And literally, when he says that, a gust of wind swoops through the room, blows out all the candles, all the girls are screaming, everybody's hitting the floor, the windows were closed shut. We have no idea where this gust of wind came from. There was no way that a gust of wind could just come out of nowhere. So clearly, uh, we were, in fact, visiting with a ghost named Mickey. I I say it was baked beans. Baked beans? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't eat baked beans, but it is Boston, so you never know. I wonder uh, if the luxury condo tenants currently have Mickey as a guest. Well, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because the the building was always had this weird feeling about it mm-hmm. as as students were living there. But after Emerson moved out and it was essentially an abandoned building, me and a couple of other friends broke back into it. What? Yeah, to sort of, you know, sign our name someplace where someone may or may not notice. And, and the, building, <laughs> the building couldn't have felt more empty. It didn't feel like there was anything. There was nothing scary about the building at all. And there's no lights or anything. So uh-huh. Just an interesting thought. Wow. Spooky. Sounds spooky like in my building. I was like pulling up all these clips this morning. And it was pretty, I mean, there's some strange stuff that happens in this old building. And I was like, I'm still literally in this huge building by myself right now. And I was here early morning pulling up the clips, getting ready for the show, listening to all these clips. And I was getting pretty freaked out. Yeah. I have two friends that say that they can feel like when a ghost is there. And it always really scares me. Like, because in San Francisco, there's a lot of old apartment buildings too, not as old as Boston, but like there are some old buildings here. And she'll always be like, oh, there's a ghost in this hallway. And I'm like, ah, let's go to this hallway. Why would a ghost hang out in a hallway? They can float all over the place. Why would they go to a hallway? Because I was in the hallway. Oh, the ghost is checking you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Ghost stories aside, let's uh, let's go back to the clips here. Do you remember when we did the podcast Movies, Films, and Flicks? We featured their podcast a couple weeks ago. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The podcast that we featured was for, for them was uh, Who Made the Worst Career Move by appearing in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, Matthew McConaughey or Renee Zellweger. I remember Val had very strong opinions about it. It was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 4. Oh, like, so how is four a good idea for anyone? But yes, so I think they both lost. <laughs> so one of their latest podcasts provides a list of horror movies for beginners or horror movies you should see if you don't like horror movies. You should check those out, and you can check out movies, films, and flicks. Uh, that's episode number 30 by subscribing to them on iTunes or check them out on blogtalkradio.com, movies, films, and flicks. They're part of the Shark Dropper Studios Network, which you can also find on Blog Talk Radio if you go to all the network pages. Uh, Many of the other podcasts on the Shark Dropper Studios Network are audio fiction. Basically, what they do is they have an old-school radio play that you can hear on your your phone or your, your iPod or a computer or whatever, Instead of the big radios you recall from the 50s and 60s. Here is a clip from one of their horror podcasts entitled Paralot. Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Paralyzed. Chapter 3, The Storm, Part 1. We continued to search through the woods. Ethan and Brian were leading, but no one knew where we were going. The cabin was gone now, covered by trees. I could just barely make out the faint light of the upstairs loft in the distance. The rain was coming down harder. We hadn't heard Ashley in a good ten minutes now. Although the thunder was louder and was most likely blocking out her cries. Cooper held the propane lantern high, trying to provide us with as much light as possible. I think we should head this way. We were deeper into the woods. No cries from Ashley. No clues to her whereabouts. I turned around to see if I could spot the cabin. I just looked. We're too far out now. Jen was right. The light of the upstairs loft was gone. Drowned in darkness. I don't know if we should be going this far out. As long as we stick together. That was her. She's close. Ashley!
Oh, how's it end? <laughs> what happened to Ashley? What happened? Uh, I know. Well, that's why you have to listen to the podcast. You can subscribe to the Paralyzed podcast on iTunes. You can also hear them on blogtalkradio.com slash paralyzed. Uh, there are other audio dramas from the Shark Dropper Studios Network, like Doppel Avenue Hurt, an old film noir uh, detective story, and End of All Hope, an apocalyptic story. That must be very uplifting. <laughs> That clip, Jeff, similar to what you were saying when you were in your studio, I was listening to that clip last night. I was home alone, and it really seriously freaked me out. I got all spooked. I got freaked out when we were coming back from that clip. You know, I thought Seth died or something, that he got wrapped up in the podcast. There <laughs> no, was all this was dead silence. They had so many sound effects. I wasn't sure if it was our rejoin or if it was it was kept going. Like I didn't want to interrupt. I was I was kind of kind of waiting there. Um, very cool. Very, very neat, uh, idea. Very uh, great concept. Jeff, as the, uh, the, the man with all the, the technical know-how, how hard do you think it is to put a show like that together? It could be difficult depending on the talent you have. If you have the talent. Right, it sounds have, very have, well done. Yeah. Right. It would have, you would hope that they were all together when they were recording this. That would, you would ideally, but you, they wouldn't have to be right. I mean, that's how they do animation. Right. You have someone professionally read, then you can add all the effects, the rain, the footsteps, Reminds me a lot of, like, producing Scooby-Doo. Let's get out of here, Scoob, quickly. Go! Oh. <laughs> uh. I, saw, I saw a documentary about uh, these t- this woman, this two women, it's a team, that they do sound effects for different, like, animated movies. The one with the oh, cool. hamburgers that fall from the sky. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Oh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Thank you. Yes. So I've never seen that movie, but they showed a clip of like food falling from the sky and then it showed what they were actually using. And it was like wet washcloths on like a wood floor that they were like manually doing it with. So like what necessarily, you know, what makes the noise that sounds like what you're seeing isn't necessarily the actual thing. I thought it was really cool to see. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I love all the animation stuff. I, I mean, I, I'm obsessed with animation. So I, I would imagine these these voice guys can can do that. I would just think from the standpoint of a podcast, you know, with technology being the way it is, how much do you just load all the sound effects in and then just Mm. do it? Or do you have to do it dry without the sound effects, add the sound effects later? And then I, like I was alluding to, like, what if one of the people can't be there at the exact time, then you have to insert their whole thing. I mean, that could take forever. You'd think editing this show is hard. Yes, hours and hours and more hours. (laughs) I feel like the hardest part would be if we were all in a room being like really serious and scary together, I would laugh. (laughs) I would like want to break the tension. I think that would be hard. Yes, that would be very hard. (laughs) Not laughing at you guys when you're trying to be all serious. You would laugh. You would laugh. Mm -hmm. We would just laugh um it's a it's a cool it's a cool idea and it's very fitting that we have them for the uh, the halloween episode all right um now it's time boys and girls for the thinking atheist seth andrews has a great first name he is the host (laughs) of the thinking atheist and i am told my sources tell me it is one of the more popular podcasts on blog talk radio uh-huh. The annual Ghost Stories show is a departure from our standard religion, science, and education-based theme. We spend about 90 minutes. This is an email from Mr. Andrews here. He spends about 90 minutes around the virtual campfire painting ghost stories into theater of the mind experience using music and effects. 
capping the broadcast with a completely original work. It's essentially an audiobook of ghost stories for the radio. It's popular because atheists and agnostics still enjoy fictional stories with supernatural themes. And this is a chance to step into a completely different sandbox. The original story this year is a 42-minute piece that's produced at such a level, I'm planning to, this is a quote, I'm planning to make it part of a 12-story ghost stories audible audiobook for 2016. Let's listen in. And then Kimberly saw something that caused her heart to clash against her rib cage. From deep within the open closet door, from the place she had remembered hanging her clothes, boxing her shoes, stashing her games, piling the many details of her life that simply had nowhere else to go, from that place she saw the blunt, ivory-white fingers emerge. Each drawn to a point by opaque, slightly rounded-at-the-tip fingernails, stretching forward to reveal a large, obviously masculine hand, attached at the wrist to a forearm that was somehow both strong and slender, completely devoid of color, as if the blood had long ago been drained from it. Suspended there, less than three feet from the ground, the arm extended with the girth of a man, but the stature of a child. And then the open fingers pulled inward into a tightly wound fist. And the arm turned slowly to its side as the doorknob had only moments before, preparing to splash again against the wood. And then something uncoiled and outstretched again the hand lying limp in the air the palm facing downward in an almost deferential way get the hell out of here <laughs> come on Everything I said about the other podcasts, about how much work goes into these, think about what that guy just did. Well, it's so hard to write that descriptive and suspensefully. It really is to where, you know, it makes sense and you're picturing it and you're creeped out. Very, very good. I think I peed my pants on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, That's wild. You can hear that entire story. Uh, by subscribing to The Thinking Atheist uh, on iTunes or at blogtalkradio.com, The Thinking Atheist. Do you like to be scared, Seth? Um, I don't like horror. I love suspense. You know what I'm saying? Like, suspense gets me. Like, um, I'm trying to think what a movie that had me. Uh, Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was I was crazy. like, get the blank out of here. <laughs> Jeff, do you like to be scared? Heck no. No way. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't. Is stand this podcast scared. scaring you? Huh? Does this podcast scare me? Yes. The last one really did. I am alone in this building right now. And that, that clip, I'm not even kidding you. I kept, <laughs> I kept looking behind my back. I felt chills on my neck. 
it, it's that I can't. It, it was produced very, very well, but I can't listen to it because it freaks me out. <laughs> <laughs> people, uh, some people really uh, like to be scared. Yeah, this is that, that's that's hardcore. That is mm-hmm. that is hardcore, scary stuff. I remember the first Scream movie. That was cool. That was cool. I like that one. Um, I remember being scared out of my mind from Michael Jackson's Thriller when I was a kid. I remember sitting in a room where it was completely dark and we all watched the premiere live on MTV of Michael Jackson's Thriller when he turned into that monster. Holy for holy. Like, wow. I think I have to bring out my safety words. You know, there's a town in uh, Illinois called Effingham, Illinois, and there's another town in uh, uh, Wisconsin called Sheboygan, Wisconsin. So you'll understand what I mean by when I say, you got to be Effingham, Sheboygan me. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you use when you can't, like, say the swear words. Right. That's Well, that's that's an old uh, uh, Daryl Hamilton bit. That's uh, the uh, the late Daryl Hamilton. Daryl and I came up with those because... We used to get in trouble because we come so close to swearing on the show. So we would literally go, you got to be Effingham me. And, you know, like you, you totally, you know, you know exactly what we meant. Yeah. yeah. I was tortured as a young child with, with horror movies because my sister is two years older than me. And I specifically remember she had a slumber party uh, for her birthday. And so it was like, a, you know, a room full of, I think they were sixth graders. Maybe they were in junior high. I can't remember. But I was clearly too young to be watching Freddy Krueger with them. And oh, yeah. still to this day, I hate shower and tub drains because like the hand comes up out of the drain and uh it was so scary i still hate drains i don't want to stand on them i kind of avoid them in showers (laughs) seriously because of that movie i do not doubt it for one second that there's scary things right there uh all right we have a special bonus podcast for our halloween special do you believe in bigfoot there are a multitude of people that do here's a clip from a show called the sasquatch chronicle detailing this person's eyewitness account with the elusive character so you're looking at this log structure you you smell kind of a musky smell i did it 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 was nothing like I'd smelled before. It, it seriously made me think of some something that died out there. You know, when you come across a dead carcass or something. But we didn't see anything at that time. And then what happened next? Then what we did was we went back to camp an easier way. And as soon as we got back to camp, we told the other hunters in our hunting party what we came across out in the middle of nowhere. And after doing that, we had something to eat and uh, we went inside of a sheepherder tent to play some cards that evening and as we was playing cards my uncle um was sitting by the door and stuff and i thought he was playing a trick and he said quiet listen we all quieted down and we tried to hear what he was hearing and nobody did so after about five minutes we went back to playing cards and i think another five or ten minutes went by and he again said quiet listen but this time, he started to point towards the ceiling of the tent where the lantern was hanging. The lantern was swaying. And the next thing we know, the whole tent falls in on everybody. And since my uncle was the closest one to the door, the flap, he unties it, and he's yelling for us to get out. All right, now we're getting into a whole other realm because this isn't fiction. This is this is real accounts. This is real stuff. There are podcasts about this. There's Bigfoot. There's uh, 
the Loch Ness Monster. There's, uh, there's stories about UFOs. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is a whole different genre of fright. Don't you want to know what happens? Like, that's why I'm going to have to go listen to that podcast. Because I'm like, okay, well, and then what happened? What happened when you got out of the tent? What did you see? Right. Well, the theory is, is that, I mean, the, the people that are coming on these shows, they've seen this stuff. There's an iconic award-winning uh, broadcaster named Art Bell. Uh, Art Bell. Jeff, have you ever heard of Art Bell? You've been in the business. Yes. Art Bell, it goes on. It's, it's an overnight show. And it is the highest rated syndicated talk show in America. Is it Midnight in the Desert? That's what he does now. Uh, he, he does an internet stream for years. I mean, decades we're talking. He, he's, he's in his 70s. He did a show called Coast to Coast AM. And in the days before the internet, uh, he would take calls of the supernatural. And people would call and discuss uh-huh. UFOs and sightings and things like that. You weren't calling a radio show unless you saw something. You know what I mean? And there were calls every day. And he took them very seriously. He took each call, each story. It really was fascinating. And in the days before the internet, now I love that he's doing this. Of course, he's doing something streaming. Why wouldn't he do something? He is, uh, Art Bell did those kinds of things. I would be shocked if these podcasts are, don't have ridiculous numbers. Uh, there are people who get into this stuff big time. Well, people have had incredible experiences, you know, that I think they just want to share with other people. Like Podvader. Podvader's ghost story is totally scary. I think it was beans, though. I think it was all beans. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to bring up the beans again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had a lot of experiences. Weird stuff has happened to me. UFOs. I, You know, there was a time where... Really? Yeah. There was a time where I, I wanted to believe in Bigfoot. And I just don't anymore because I was just thinking about that. I go, what if someone was doing all this Bigfoot research and they were doing a podcast and they finally got, you know, a Sasquatch on audio? Think about how to prove that one, you know, to prove that that actually happened without visual, right? And I used to sit and watch these shows for hours just waiting to, like, these stories. And I still get sucked into them even though I don't believe anymore, these Bigfoots. And they're just fascinating to me. But, you know, one minute till they go, well, we still haven't found it. And I'm like, why did I watch this? Dad gummit. Find a Bigfoot. For crying out loud, find it. I found UFOs, though. I've seen UFOs, so I, I've seen them. So I believe in UFOs. You can hear more from the Sasquatch Chronicles by subscribing on iTunes or go to blogtalkradio.com slash Bigfoot Hotspot. Uh, so there, there you have it. That was weird. What was that, that voice? I don't know. We did not make this up, folks. That was something trying to communicate through the lines. It was saying something. And when I go back and edit this thing, I'm going to find what it was. And that was weird. Now, you talk about ending a show yeah, on yeah. a weird note. That was strange. No, it's not the supernatural. It's Val's mic. Dang it. My <laughs> ghost. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jeff, it's it's Val's mic, right? Yeah, now it is. <laughs> now it, she's possessed. Boy. It sounds scary. Um, I wonder what's going on. Like, there's a ghost in my mic. <laughs> Seriously, now it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it was a ghost, slowly strangling me. <laughs> it's there now. <laughs> no. Oh no! 
happening. Now you're back. Now it's back. Oh my it's goodness. Back? No, no, you're back, rather. You're oh, back. I'm oh, man. That is wild. All right. Weird. Next Ooh. week, I promise we are going back to our regular format. And uh, please keep sending in spooky submissions, not spooky ones, just regular ones. It's the week in podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, we have this one from uh, Simone who submitted gaming with the moms. We'll definitely uh, be playing that podcast next week. You can help us out by subscribing to the week in podcasting on iTunes and leave us a favorable review like this one from Frank. I've been waiting forever for a show like this. Keep it up, peeps. Thanks, Thanks Uncle Frank. Frank. Word, Frank. Just kidding. I don't know, Frank. I don't know, Frank. <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Frank. <laughs> uh, all right. For Val and for Jeff and, of course, our executive producer, Pod Vader, I'm merely Seth Everett. Goodbye. Send in your suggestions for shows you would like us to cover at theweekendpodcasting at gmail.com. That's theweekendpodcasting at gmail.com. <laughs> hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.